Hi there, this is Sam here and you are listening to the Dad Christian Nextdoor podcast. In this super short episode, I will examine the calling on the life of John the Baptist and the description of God's plan for his life as detailed in Luke chapter 1 verse 17. I will illustrate how it can act as a metaphor and an example of what is necessary from us when we are searching for meaning in our lives. Be blessed as you listen and catch you afterwards. So just to read from Luke chapter 1 verse 17, it goes, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I find this so interesting and I find this really powerful. Um, There was a clear strategy from God. There was a clear plan from God about the life of John. He would go in the power and in the spirit of Elijah, and he would turn fathers to children and children's back to their fathers. So this doesn't apply to all of us. So we're not all called to go in the power and the spirit of Elias. We're all called to different things. We're all called perhaps to go in the power of our dad, who is also a pastor maybe, or in the power of uh, our uncle, uh, who is you know, a deacon in the church or an usher in the church or something like that. So we're not all called to the same thing. We're not all called under the same purpose. We all serve a different purpose, um, serving the Lord. And uh, I think it's very important that we recognize that we have a particular purpose ourselves. Then we shouldn't, you know, kind of get it mixed up or get tempted by someone else's purpose because it seems nicer, it seems more important. Um, We have our own purpose. We're not all doing the same thing. We're actually out here affecting different lives, affecting different people, the people around us. For instance, the people around you aren't the same people around me. And so the roles that we have to play in the kingdom of God are different, drastically different in some cases. Um, So I think that's something just to be kind of wary about as Christians and to fortify ourselves and to kind of know how to, you know, when we feel like we're inadequate, you know, when we get a a bout of imposter syndrome, um, that, you know, we just kind of realize that we're not all called to do the same thing. Um, So John had a specific purpose. And I believe that we all have a specific purpose. And I think that we should seek God's face. We should seek his hand. We should seek his lips. What does he have to say about your plan, about you and his plan for your life? So I, I think that's really important. But I, I think it just shows that um, everybody has a particular way that they're supposed to go about something. So you go and we all go obviously under the, the calling and the, the leading of God and you know in his anointing. Um, but there's a particular way that he wants us to do things and you know it's not one size fits all and I think and this is something I'm learning and this is something that I see that sometimes we do Christianity in a one size fits all kind of way 
But I like how nowadays there's people who wear ripped jeans to church. I like nowadays there's people who wear Timberlands and get on the pulpit, you know, and, and talk about Jesus. And uh, it's not all suits, and it's not all ties, and it's not all waistcoats. You know, you can have the variation, and it's not all hymns. You can have rock, and you can have a kind of more poppy sound. You can have a more synthy kind of sound. You can have a more kind of futuristic kind of sound. Um, so I, I think that, you know, we're not all called to the same thing. And I think we really should realize that, that God has a specific way he wants us to go about things. And in the case of John, it was in the spirit and power of Elias, Elijah, basically. I think another thing just to kind of realize that John was essentially coming um, before Jesus to prepare the way. And I think this is then a really cool application of the Bible. And, and I love it. And I love it because it's true in John's life. But I think also in anyone's life, it is true. Um, and I think if you apply it in your life, and if I apply it in my life, it will be true as well. And that is the fact that John was sent ahead to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Right? Um, but I want us to see what prepared the way actually meant. And in this case, it meant going in the spirit and power of Elijah, but it also meant turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, and vice versa. And in that case, that sense, that, that kind of means to me that unity, harmony, people living together, in peace with each other, a father and his child, the mother and the child, the child and the father and the mother, um, just people living together in unity is really important for God to come in and move in that environment. So John's job was to prepare the way for Jesus to come in, but his job was to prepare a united people, a united group of people, a people who did not have strife between each other, a people who dwelt in harmony and in unity with each other. There's that wonderful scripture, how good and how perfect it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That is essentially what John was doing. He was preparing the way and that was one way he was preparing the way. And that tells me that if you're expecting and if you're wanting and you're desiring God to come into your life and to help you make sense of things and to give you a meaning and a purpose and a plan for your life, we need to think, is there anyone that we're not in harmony with? Just as Christians, that's that's, that's what we need to think. Is, is there anyone that we're in strife with? Is there anyone that we're angry with? Is there anyone that we're holding a grudge against. In the case of John here, his job ahead of Jesus' coming, ahead of the coming of our Lord and Savior, was that he would reunite the fathers back to their children. If you want God, and this is what it means to me when I read this, if you want God to come into your life, you need to heal all the broken relationships. And that doesn't mean that God will not interact with you. That doesn't mean that God will not, you know, extend his love to you. But when you're trying to find the purpose for your life and when you want God to come in and kind of illuminate, the first thing you will do 
you will expect is unity. Because as you know, um, if you don't forgive, how can you expect that God will forgive you? How can you expect that the forgiveness from God will be as effective as it would normally be? Right? Um, so I think that's just really key. That when we expect God and when we want God in our lives, we need to also be living in harmony with others around us. So God will be in harmony with us if we are in harmony with others. And if we are in harmony with others and we are praying to God, then we are clearly in harmony with Him. He will come and be in harmony with us. I know it seems like a lot of circular logic, uh, <laughs> but um, it, it, it's really powerful. Um, this was John's job, to make the people live in harmony, to make the people reunited to each other, to reunite the father to the children and the mothers to the children, and vice versa. And the disobedience to the wisdom of the just. So oftentimes there are things where we just kind of, you know, we want it our way. We want it our way. The Bible says the just to live by faith. You need to be able to say, okay, well, look, I, I want God to come into my life, but uh, you know what, this is the way I want it to happen, but actually I'm just going to have to trust in Him. I, look, I'm, I'm just going to discard my own way and say, Lord, look, I put my faith in you because the just will live by faith. So the disobedient have to be turned to the wisdom of the just. The disobedient have to be turned to the way of faith. So if you want God to come, into your life. The kind of atmosphere that God comes into is one where faith exists. I think this is really powerful and I hope you're seeing this the way I'm seeing this. I think it's really powerful. And then finally, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So, Jesus is on the way. Right? Um, but he had to make ready a people. This is John. He had to make the people ready for Jesus, for the coming of the Lord. And I think this is the most powerful part of this, and it encapsulates the other points before. You might be asking for God, you might be asking for clarity, you might be requesting something from Him, you might be looking for the plan and the purpose of your life. But have you actually prepared yourself for what that means? Because part of God coming in to the people of Israel in Luke chapter 1 verse 17 is that the people were prepared. And this reminds me of the, the parable of the ten virgins and uh, some of them had lamps and some of them had oil in the lamp and some of them had plenty and some of them had not enough. And... At the point, the ones that didn't have enough realized, well, look, we have to go get more. We have to go get a refill. And when they left, that was when the master came. So the question is, are we prepared? We're asking for God. Yes, God, come. Come show me what I have to do. Come show me what the plan is. And I've, I've been there. And I'm there. And I, I, I was actually praying a little earlier. And... 
I was asking about something and why it was working out the way it was working out. And he was saying to me, this is you know, God, um, have you prepared adequately? You know, you're asking me to come, but have you actually laid down the foundations? Have you, have you done the job that needs to be done? It reminds me of that scripture, Paul watered, I'm sorry, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. We need to do the groundwork. Sometimes we want God to come into our lives and do a magical work, a miraculous work, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. It is something to expect of your Heavenly Father. He is able. He's more than able. He wants to do it. He says he wants to do it. Ask of me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not of. That He said that, right? Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we need to prepare. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare the environment. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to prepare our minds. We need to do do the due diligence. <laughs> don't, don't mind me. We need to do the due diligence. Have we done the due diligence? So I think um, I, 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 when I read this and, and when he reminded me of this, it just really put it in my mind um, that actually this is something that I need to do and actually something that I needed to record and talk about. Um, so I, this is it here. Um, this is just specifically for people who are expecting and asking for God to come into their life, uh, who are looking for God's plan for their life. And the key points, God's plan for your life is not always the same as someone else. And sometimes there's a very specific way that God wants you to go about things. Very specific to you and very specific to the people he wants you to reach. Or very specific to the job he wants you to do. But also, in order for God to come into your life, you need to be in harmony with people around you. With your friends, with your family, with your co-workers, with your colleagues, with your fellow students. Um, just you name it. The person sitting beside you on the bus. God works best in an atmosphere of unity. Because how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's pleasing to God and it's pleasing that's human beings as well, because that's the way he created us. And then the disobedience have to be turned to the wisdom of the just. So if we're living in a way where we're stubborn and we don't want to give in and we want to do things our particular way, well, we will need to bend. We will need to show faith in him. And then finally, if we want God to come in, we need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare the ground. We need to prepare ourselves. Break the fallow ground. There's a wonderful scripture in Hosea. Break the fallow ground. We need to break the fallow ground. So this is where I will leave it. I, I hope this uh, little note meets you well. And I uh, thank God for your life. And I thank you for listening to this. And uh, just a quick prayer. Almighty Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this moment in your presence. As we have spoken about your word and as we have looked into your word, I ask the Lord you shall just sow this wonderful seed in our heart of being prepared for you, of being ready for you. That no matter how much we ask, we need to be ready. We need to do the work. Help us, Lord. Give us the strength, Almighty Father, to do the work that needs to be done. Take all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah, so that was our little chat as promised, looking at the life of John the Baptist and the description of God's plan for his life uh, as detailed in Luke chapter 1 verse 17. So you've been listening to the That Christian Next Door podcast. If you would like to take part in the podcast, if you have ideas of how we can reach out to more people, if you would like to get involved, if you feel like you are led to be a part of something for God's kingdom, you can always reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Instagram at thatchristiannextdoor, all one word. You can also reach out to us via email at thatchristiannextdoor at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, uh, thatchristiannextdoor.com. So www.thatchristiannextdoor.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And we look forward to um, you giving us some ideas about how we can reach uh, more people with God's word. And also you um, also potentially um, sharing your love for God um, with us. Take care and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.